What's up and welcome inside Beth the Edge for Monday, March 7th. Corey Parson and Von Darzell holding it down for Sarah and Drew today. Got some big time information to get into coming up on this program. Obviously, college basketball conference tournament starts this week. Tom Casale will join us to break some of those down. Want to talk some NFL draft combine just took place this past week in Indianapolis. Want to break that stuff down. We'll have our edges of the day. And me and Vaughn will give you some good stuff to go into tonight with. Vaughn, my man, what's going on with you, brother? Doing well today, Corey. All I have to say is I am Batman. 10 out of 10. I loved it. Enjoyed it for my Sunday. I decided to sit on the couch and watch basketball Saturday, like Tom Casale said. So uh, can't wait to see what he thought about this weekend as well on our on our broadcast today. It's going to be a good one. All right, Vaughn, let's get ready to get started and kick it off. Let's get into really the major story, the biggest story, the most important thing of the day as far as we are concerned. And I'll tell you why just in a bit. But we got your Chicago Bulls traveling to Philadelphia to take on the 76ers. 76ers laying the big number at seven and a half right now. Have questions on the availability of Vucevic for the Bulls and the Bulls on this four-game losing streak. Vaughn, let's handicap this game and break this one down. Your Chicago Bulls in the road catching the big number versus the 76ers. Yeah, I was certainly surprised to see this number be seven and a half climbing towards, you know, high. It opened up like around six, six and a half last night. Uh, my initial reactions were Fade Javante Green in this matchup. Um, unless Vucevic is out, then he may become a play on guy, even though he's the guy I would not want to play uh, betting overs on, but his role will increase. I've also looked at uh, a couple guys, Tobias Harris. So noteworthy, since James Harden's been on the team, he's gone under his points, rebounds, assist line in four straight games now. Um, they haven't released a line on him yet, but I'm sure it's going to be around 23.5, 24.5 number, which would be a good under bet, uh, especially if Vucevic is in during this game. So I'm kind of looking at those two guys right now. Of course, the DeMar DeRozans, the Joel Embiid's, those guys are going to score their 25 or 30 points, I'm sure. Um, I know we have our late sweat tonight. Uh, we're going to do a special booster. So I'm looking at uh, James Harden to score 20-plus points for ours. I like him in a Sixers money line parlay today. Uh, James Harden's 25-plus points in his four games so far as a Sixer, and he's getting to the free throw line, Corey. 41 free throw attempts in four games. He's made 37 of them. Uh, Bulls bottom 10 since the All-Star break in that category. So I think James Harden could have a good night too. Now, I'm going to have a handicap for this game. And you probably say, hey, fantasy exec, why are you not going to handicap the game now? Because we have a special treat tonight, special Bet the Edge game time edition on Monday. For all you NBA fans out there, don't miss a very special edition of Bet the Edge game time today from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time leading into tonight's Bulls versus 76ers game. Vaughn and I will join Matt Bernier, Drew Densick, and we'll be live on NBC Sports Chicago and Philadelphia's Plus Channel, breaking down player props, game lines, and futures in the association, leading off the tip-off. Vaughn, a very big night for us right here at NBC Sports Edge. Very proud and happy to be hooking up with the folks from NBC Sports Chicago and Philadelphia for this big contest tonight in BetCast. Absolutely. My two favorite teams to watch and bet on um, growing up, my favorite teams. And the Sixers have beat the Bulls 10 straight times. Looking to make it 11 straight tonight, even though I'm a Bulls fan. I can't wait to see the show and I can't wait to hear Cap, Corey. You better give me a winner. I got a winner for you. And plus, don't forget the late sweat, our single game parlay from the NBA crew over here at NBC Sports Edge. All 
right, let's get ready to hop in and talk some college basketball, give you some more information on NBA stuff a little bit later on. But obviously, conference tournament week is a big week in college basketball. I'm a resident. I got both the resident college basketball experts with me, Tom Casale and Vaughn. Uh, big weekend this past weekend, feeling pretty good. I've already laid down some way this time, but I have not made one on the Big 12 yet. Texas Tech is one of the teams that a lot of people like, but Baylor and Kansas each have 14 regular season wins. Tom, let's start it off with Texas Tech, my man, down there in that Big 12, in that Big 12 tournament. What do you think about uh, some of these teams in this tournament? I, yeah, I think Texas Tech is the best overall team in the Big 12. Uh, Baylor had a couple of injuries that I, I felt changes changes that. The reason I like Texas Tech plus the 300 is the draw. They're in the bottom portion of the bracket. You got Kansas, Texas, and TCU up top. Texas Tech's likely going to face Baylor. In my opinion, the winner of that game is going to win the tournament. I do believe Texas Tech matches up well with the Bears. They beat them twice this year. The their their two point defense and two point offense for Texas Tech is as good as there is in the country, and that's kind of where Baylor struggles this year. So I think that's going to be a great game. But I look at this and see if Texas Tech can get by Baylor. I think they win it all. So I like them at the plus three hundred right now. Yeah, I agree with you on that. This is probably my favorite Big Twelve bet. I wouldn't lay anybody outside of Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech. I think Baylor and Texas Tech are the two best teams uh, in this conference right now. And we've talked about it all the time, Tom. I mean, Texas Tech's defense, number one in the country. They force turnovers. They get you playing their game, and then that's that's a wrap. Because uh, if you don't score one sixty-five on Texas Tech, you might not beat them. So I like that look at 3-1. to one. Uh, Let's talk some SEC hoops because I think that you and I are on the same page as this team because we've talked about them notoriously. I was thinking about giving this team out as my edge of the day. I like the Razorbacks at seven plus 750 to win the SEC tournament. Auburn peaked too early. We've talked about that. Tennessee, I don't think they're as good as they were last year. Uh, Can you tell me why you think Arkansas or another team may win the SEC? So it is 750, right? I didn't see the wrong number. Because I I, I don't get it, man. I just that should be closer to plus five hundred in my opinion. The Hogs are still undervalued in the market. I don't know why. You know they're fourteen and two. Their last sixteen games, the two losses were on the road by a total of five points to Tennessee and Alabama. So you're looking at a team that can play with anybody in the SEC, and similar to Texas Tech. The best team in the SEC is Kentucky, right? When healthy, it's Kentucky. They're the number one team. But Arkansas wouldn't have to face them until the finals. So you're laying 750 on a a future. You get to the finals, you got some options, right? So I think the Hogs have a great chance to play Kentucky in the finals. And something you might not know about, last year I had Arkansas in the first round against Colgate as one of my big bets ever. And, and Mm -hmm. And I had a secret weapon. I mean, you're not going to beat the Hogs with the with the Arkansas pillow pet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm breaking this baby back out. Uh, he's he's 3-0 and for me when I needed him. So the Arkansas pillow pet, the Hogs, plus 750. No doubt. I'll tell you what, Thomas, if the Hogs do end up winning the SEC tournament, points bet is going to take a bath because at plus 750, Arkansas is their most bet team and their biggest liability. So let's go public. Let's go hard. You know what I'm saying? Let's head on over to the ACC. Oh, my goodness. Embarrassing. <laughs> and Duke the other night what happened on Coach oh K's God. final game at Cameron Indoor. I hate to laugh at the legend, but it was quite funny as a guy who known to root for North Carolina Tar Heels. But Duke is another chance. ACC tournament this weekend, this week coming up in Brooklyn. Where Brooklyn at? 
Notre Dame has been a, a good team in conference. Obviously, Duke and North Carolina. Also, I've heard Vaughn talk a lot about the Miami Hurricanes this year. What is your take on the ACC tournament, uh, Thomas? Yeah, if you're looking for a long shot, you know, I, I took a stab at Notre Dame, and, and here's why. I think, listen, I haven't seen the TV ratings, but assuming Duke, North Carolina was the most watched college basketball of the season, right? So what happens? Overreaction to one game. Everyone's down on Duke. There's North Carolina now, plus 800 to win the tournament. But wasn't it about a week ago that I kept hearing people tell me North Carolina shouldn't even be in the tournament, right? <laughs> so a lot has changed because of one game. I like no Notre Dame in that bottom half of the bracket, I think they match up really well with North Carolina. And again, if they can just get to the finals against Duke, they don't have to worry about the Blue Devils until the finals. Duke, the overwhelming favorite and should be. But if you can find a team in that bottom half of the bracket that you like that doesn't have to face Duke to the finals, I think it's worth a shot in a wide open ACC tournament. I like it, but it's a, it's a tough one. It's hard to sell me on Notre Dame anytime. What about, uh, what about your Hurricanes, Vaughn? I mean, yeah, I do like the Hurricanes, of course. I mean, I still like them at 11 to 1. I mean, I got them at 10 to 1, so I lost a little bit of value. But if you're looking for a long shot, I mean, it's I feel like Miami and Notre Dame are probably the best options. Virginia, we knew coming into this year, were a totally different team than they were last season. So, I mean, I don't have any faith laying with them or Syracuse in this spot. And, I mean, North Carolina or Duke, I mean, you know, they're the favorites for a reason. It's all a brand name at this point. So, uh, digging a little deeper, let's hop into some mid majors, Tom. Uh, I like VCU at plus 420 to win the A10, which is kind of a hot topic since Davidson and Dayton are, are the favorites right now. Actually, we're getting them at 450 as of this morning, so even a little bit better odds for me. VCU, though, it's interesting because they haven't been completely healthy all year. Now they're getting healthy. They have the fourth best defensive efficiency in the entire country, which is a huge force of the second most turnover percentage as well. And they lost to Dayton and Davidson at home by single digits, but beat them on the road this season. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting. But I feel like VCU is being slept on here because they're in the first four out to most bracketologists right now. So they probably might pretty much have to win the conference order to make the NCAA tournament. So I feel like third best odds, I'll take a stab at VCU. Yeah, I like VCU as well to win this tournament. The Dayton's my team. Uh, I love Dayton. I'm going to be on them a, a lot next year. But they're also very, very young. You know, VCU is uh, is not young. They have they have good veterans on that team. The, you mentioned their defense and their health. I think that's a big deal. I, you can't look at games that happened back in December at this point because guys mm -hmm. were injured, guys were suspended, right? you got to look at the team now. And right now, VCU is playing as well as anybody in that conference. So I, I do think it's going to come down to Dayton, VCU. But given the odds, I think Dayton's a little bit overvalued and VCU is a little bit undervalued. Uh, interesting stuff on that one right there. I've already placed a wager on Dayton. My guy Malachi Smith from the legendary St. Raymond's High School in the Bronx, New York. So I had to get that one in. Hey, Tom, my man, good stuff. Really, really, really appreciate you uh, hopping on this morning and breaking some of that stuff down. All oh, right, quick, on the A-10 tournament, that's on USA Networks. So if you turn into the uh, USA Network to watch Atlantic 10 tournament, you very well may see some familiar faces from NBC Sports Edge. Right. So make sure you check it out. Hey, Tom, thanks a lot, my man. Thanks for having me, guys. No doubt you can follow Tom on Twitter at the Tom Casale. He'll handicap individual games in these conference tournaments over the course of the week. You can catch his work on NBCSportsEdge.com.
What do you want from your sports book? Better odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you don't want to just bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with PointsBet, the official sportsbook partner of NBC Sports, you get better odds and bigger payouts all in a fast and reliable sportsbook. Download the app now and sign up with code NBC2000 to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Additional terms and conditions apply. Must be present in New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Void where prohibited must be 21 plus. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, 1-888-5 322-3500 in Virginia, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, www.pointsbet.com slash terms dash and dash conditions. Ivan, listen, prior to like 2020, right? Pandemic. Yeah. Right. Really betting on the NFL draft was kind of like a taboo thing, you know what I'm saying? But really? then in 2020, pandemic, no sports going on, a big boom to betting in the NFL draft. We saw it that year. We saw it again last year, and obviously we'll see it this year coming up. A guy I thought was out at um, Thoran Froton was out in Indianapolis at the Combine, you know, so hopefully we get to hear from them at some point over the course of the next couple of weeks, get some of their takeaways. But let's me and you talk and break this down right now. Right now the favorite to go number one overall is the tackle from North Carolina State, Akeem Akonwu. Um, Akonwu really, Vaughn, started to rise up to this level during the yeah. season because if you remember, prior, when the season was going on, Evan Neal, A. Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, kind of the guys who were looking at to be the top pick. But now we've seen Akonwu shift to the favorite. And, Vaughn, what I know about these NFL draft markets, he's plus 120 now. By draft night, he's going to be minus 10,000. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. They move so fast, too. And once you get those breaking news, like, it's over. You remember last year when Trey, when they announced Trey Lance was going to go? Uh, yeah. Like, those odds shifted from plus money to, like, negative 400, negative 500 right away. So you have to be on these when you hear any type of news. But, obviously, we have a lot of time until that happens. Um, Evan Neal, I mean, if you haven't saw the picture of him at 337 pounds, that is the slimmest 337-pound man I've ever seen in my life. He is fit as a fiddle, as they say. I mean, 650 dropbacks he had this year, only allowed two sacks. I mean, he's impressive as they come. All season, I thought Kevin on Thibodeau would be the favorite uh, to win or to be the number one overall pick, and he kind of faded off with his injuries and Oregon fading off in general. So uh, I'm not, I don't have much faith in, like, Aiden Hutchinson to be the number one overall pick. I think he could be a top five type of guy. But, I mean, I still like Evan Neal. I think as athletic as he is, as great as a blocker, and as fit as he looks, if you know that guy cares that much about his physique going in as a rookie – um, there's going to be good things happening to him as an offensive lineman. So I like Neil right now. You know what's so crazy, right? I remember, like, I'm not a scout guy. Like, I'm, you're never going to see me on, on Twitter talking about, oh, I popped in the tape and I saw this. That's not my, that's not what I do. I handicap games. I talk a little trash, you know what I'm saying? World-class capital. But as far as handicapping and looking at film, I can't tell. But a lot of the film guys are saying that Hutchinson's hips are too tight. I don't know what that means, Vaughn. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to give the specifics about his hips being too tight at all. Uh, but he would help Jacksonville out, that's for sure. You know, whether he, he can go to Jacksonville, Detroit, or Houston, 
all three of those guys could use some pass rushers for sure. So I don't think he's in a bad spot regardless. Him even being on the Heisman ballot was a shock to me at one point in the season. So uh, he's a guy that's made a name for himself as well. So maybe, you know, we could see some – not even a lineman go first. If there's a trade that happens, you know, we may not even see a lineman going first. So never know. Um, over the weekend, I was talking to one of my buddies, right? And he's a Giants fan, so I was laughing at him. And, I was, and he was trying to figure out what are they going to do with Daniel Jones. And I was like, well, y'all got draft picks. Why don't you draft Malik Willis from Liberty? I don't want no quarterback from Liberty. Liberty quarterback ain't this. Liberty quarterback ain't that. And then he saw he saw some Willis highlights. And now he's all in on Malik Willis. Oh, yeah. What do you think of uh, the quarterback market, particularly with, uh, with um, Malik Willis, who is right now – sitting at minus 170 to be the first quarterback drafted. I mean, he seems like he should definitely be the first quarterback drafted. I mean, ahead of Kenny Pickett, who's, you know, sitting like plus 210 second odds behind him. So, you know, the Sam Howells of the world, the Carson Strongs, the Desmond Raiders, these type of guys have all kind of faded off. Of course, Matt Corral had that injury. So um, Malik Willis suddenly looks like the best potential quarterback right now. And I mean, thinking about Lamar Jackson 2.0, if he even comes close to that, then he's a steal wherever he goes. Uh, obviously, Jacksonville's content with Trevor Lawrence. Detroit could decide to move Jared Goff if that's not going to be the future. I don't think that they would give up on him right away. Houston, I mean, I'm not going to talk too much smack on the Texans, but it would be a good move for the Giants, certainly, to move up and go get a guy like that. If you're going to draft a quarterback from Duke, you should be able to draft a quarterback from <laughs> in the first round. So tell him uh, to fix his thoughts. But, yeah, I think Malik Willis is – should be the first quarterback drafted. I'm from Pittsburgh. I don't think Kenny Pickett is the best quarterback in this draft. Um, I think Matt Corral could be better long-term. So could Sam Howell than Kenny Pickett. You know, Vaughn, is, I'm, I, I don't pretend to be a guy to sit up here and be like, oh, I'm going to lay minus 200. I'm going to lay minus 250. I'm going to lay minus $1.90. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. But when it comes to NFL draft wagers, I don't really mind laying a big price. What about you? Yeah, no, I agree. You have to. In the in the NBA, NFL draft markets, there's only these markets only sit here for so long because once news breaks of anything that's that's monumental, it's gone. So yeah, you have to lay sometimes the 170s, the 190s. In the NBA draft over the summer, uh, we went nine and three overall, and a lot of those bets were minus 160s, minus 175, minus 150s because those lines have no business being there. Uh, so sometimes you got to drink the juice. But the juice does does stay good when it goes down your throat, Corey. So we'll take the 170 on Malik Willis, my friend. All right, let's change the subject and talk about <laughs> Kenny, Pickett. <laughs> Kenny Pickett at plus 210 uh, the, to be the first quarterback drafted. We've seen his stock slide. Um, will it continue? On the flip side, what uh, quarterback do you think will see his stock rise? So basically, we're looking at Pickett and guys like Sam Howell, Matt Corral. Here's yeah. the thing, right, with Howell. Like, North Carolina came into the season, top 10 team, Howell, potential MVP, I mean, not MVP, Heisman Trophy okay. candidate, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they went to Blacksburg that night to start the season, and then it was like, I don't ever want to see Sam Howell again. <laughs> I don't want to see North Carolina again. It's a done deal, baby. What do you think about the quarterbacks outside of Willis? Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of these guys have a shot to be the first quarterback drafted. I mean, maybe Kenny Pickett if someone, if Carolina or a team like that decides Kenny Pickett's the guy of the future – I don't think that's the truth, but, you know, fading all these guys is going to be pretty fun, to be honest. I don't think 
I, I like Desmond Ritter at Cincinnati. I know Thor was all over Cincinnati Bearcats this year. We praised them a lot, but yep. I don't think Desmond Ritter is going to be a prototypical NFL quarterback and stand out in any type of way in general. Um, so I'd love to hear his thoughts on it potentially coming up this week. But I'll look at these quarterbacks in the second and third round and try and see who I could bet the overs on and that they kind of drop back because a guy like Bailey Zapp, who's sitting here, obviously he's not going to be the first quarterback drafted. He put up historic numbers, like Joe Burrow numbers at Western Kentucky. You know, if a team like my Pittsburgh Steelers want to grab him in the second or third round or move up to get him, I think that's potential. So a guy like Bailey Zapp, I'm going to keep my eye on because I think he's going to move in the market. Uh, but guys like Matt Corral and Desmond Ritter, uh, they may be fadeaways for me. No doubt. Definitely could see that. Definitely coming up on the program throughout the rest of the spring after we get past March Madness and stuff. We'll all obviously have plenty of information. I'm sure you can go over to NBCSportsEdge.com right now and read some of the information that Thorne Froton put out. So definitely more NFL draft talk coming up. Help you get ready for those uh, wages when they do get here. All right, Vaughn, it's time for our edges of the day. I'm not really big slates in basketball tonight. We told you about that huge NBA game that we got covered. But what is your edge of the day? Well, first off, I want to shout out to the producers today, Adam and Johnny, for being the best as possible. But they got to get out the comment section and leave me alone over the orange juice comment. Okay? <laughs> Lost my train of thought, and that's where we went. But anyway, so we can edit that out. Anyways, uh, for the edge of the day today, we don't have a show tomorrow. Uh, so that's also worth noting. So we also don't have a game time show on Wednesday night because we're doing it tonight. So I'm going to give you an edge of the day for tomorrow, Tuesday's game, 7 p.m. action, ACC tournament. Georgia Tech is sitting plus one against the Louisville Cardinals right now. Now, we've faded Louisville continuously this season. Louisville's lost 11 of the last 13 games. They're on a four-game losing streak right now. And when these teams play, that was back on January 2nd. And Louisville has a, had a lot of drama happen since then. Uh, and they only won by three get three points in that contest. So uh, this, these teams have typically taken different turns. Georgia Tech just got a win in their last game. Last year, they won two games in the ACC tournament. They're arguably just as good, if not a little better than last season. Um, I'm really just looking at a Louisville team that wants to wrap it up and end their season. Uh, so I'm going to fade hit them there in the first round and take Georgia Tech plus the one. And I'm sure by tomorrow, they're going to be the favorite, laying minus one or minus two by the time this game uh, wraps up. So let's go Yellow Jackets. All right, there you go right there, the rambling record, Georgia Tech. Shout out to Bobby Crimmins, Kenny Anderson, and the crew, the old school crew at Georgia Tech. Now, for those of you who have listened to us on Saturday mornings on our college basketball spaces, you know that I have dubbed myself Core Palm, <laughs> a.k.a. the Ken Palm of the MEAC Conference. And what I have for you with my edge of the day is a plus money banger for the MEAC tournament because I am taking the Howard Bison at plus 450 to win the MEAC tournament. Howard 9-5 in conference this year, winners of seven of their last nine games. Howard has a phenomenal senior guard named Kyle Forster. He shoots 46% from three. He's really one of the catalysts on that team. They've played some big-time games this year, most only. You may remember uh, they took um, – they were really had – Notre Dame on the ropes. Notre Dame came out to Howard earlier this year. So I am going with the Howard Bison. Now, Vaughn, here's the deal. Norfolk State at yeah. minus 225. I know that's your crew, right? But yeah. everybody else in the MEAC, you see those long odds? That's because they can't win this. Howard yeah. should at least be in the championship game. You have a plus 450 ticket on Howard. That'll give you some leverage to do what you want right there. So, um... We do have some liability, though, on the Morgan State Bears at 18 to 1 in points bet. Seeing a lot of them come in. Morgan State with a yeah. tough matchup versus South Carolina State uh, should be coming up in round one. So 
that game can go anyway. So Morgan could make a run, but I do eventually like Howard and Norfolk State to meet up for the MEAC championship. That's from Core Palm's lips to the college basketball <laughs> God's ears. Yeah, I, I like that court bomb. Uh, I like this matchup, too. I think that these two, when I look at the odds for all the conference champions, I like to see how close and jumbled they are together, how separate. And this one spoke out that it's clearly a one and two race here between Norfolk State and Howard. And Howard got smacked the last time these two teams played by 22. So they're going to remember that because in the meeting previously, they only lost by three. And one thing I've watched so much Norfolk State basketball, which I didn't expect to happen this year. But one thing I've noticed with them is, they struggle when they face another team that likes to play a very quick tempo and play fast pace and wrap a gun that's athletic. Howard ranks 31st overall in the country in adjusted tempo, and they're a top 100 team in both offensive and defensive average possession length. So if you're talking about a team that likes to run and gun and might catch Norfolk slipping, I think it would be Howard. So I like this. You could definitely edge this one out and probably get Norfolk State money line live in game if then these two teams meet up. So. I like the look, Howie. I'll, 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 Corey, I'll root for it, even though, uh, you know, I like Norfolk over Howard. No doubt. So once again, want to thank everybody for rocking with us today, either live or if you catch on the replay. Do not forget for everybody, NBC Sports Chicago, NBC Sports Philadelphia, our game time tonight, hosted by Matt Bernier and our guy, Drew Densick, myself and Vaughn will be on the program. Special edition of Bet the Edge game time coming up tonight. Plenty of big stuff going on. Don't forget USA Network, home of the Atlantic 10 tournament this year. I want to give a big shout out to Tom Sally for joining the program, breaking down some college basketball futures. Don't forget, obviously, uh, Johnny, Adam, and JP in the back. For Vaughn and myself, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, the day has come to an end. Make sure you check back in tonight and make sure you head over to NBCSportsEdge.com for all the latest information. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everybody. We are out.